Hello and welcome to episode 32 of the Press Start podcast. Um, welcome back, should I say, because we know you've missed us all. We went on air last week uh, due to Thanksgiving and a big NFL evening. Uh, but we are back this week, but it's not your standard podcast. Um, it's not going to be a news catch-up or out like that. It's going to be an opinion piece on modern-day gaming, as in today, against games of years gone by. Um, and what we think about games. Um, so it's quite an interesting one. Um, plenty of opinions to share um, all about it, but we'll get dive into that deeper um, after we have a look, quick catch-up with my co-host, Ash. How are you, Ash? I'm not too bad, thank you. And uh, how are you? Yeah, good, good. How's your week and, well, how's your weeks been since uh, we were we were last on? Um, they've been busy. I think this is something really we need to sort of obviously apologise to the listeners. We I know uh, last week Sam messaged me and just sort of said, you know, he want he wanted an episode last week, and it's I think the last couple of weeks for both of us, haven't you? Obviously, or for us, I should say, the work and just general busyness out of work in our personal lives have just meant it's been a very busy couple of weeks. Um, mm. Hence why. There wasn't a podcast. Obviously, we took last week off because of the NFL. Um, with yes. regards to posting news, you know, obviously my work and the nature of my work means I can't post things in the day. But obviously, sometimes you have the ability to. But because of your yeah. busy schedule, you've been able unable to. Then in the evenings, there's been nights where we've not been able to even do catch up on that. So, yeah, it's been a mad couple of weeks. Um, hopefully, we can sort of get back on track but you know it's a busy period isn't it it's it's a mad period it at the is, minute but surprisingly for me it's not usually in my job obviously being you know a website and software developer usually i go quiet this time of year because people are like yeah you know, if we've got new websites or new software we want installing we'll do it in new year new start new, you know new beginnings new software all that type of thing but for whatever reason this year it's sort of back to front and inside out so yeah, yeah. It has been chaos. And like you said, I mean, I haven't even been online gaming for about five or six days um, yeah. of an evening. You know, it's been that busy. So, but what have we been playing, or, you know, since we were last on air? Um, what have you been up to? It's, to be honest, it's, it's two weeks later and I'm pretty much still on the same things. If it's not City Skylines 2, it's Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Um, yeah. they're my main two go-tos at the minute. Um, my city, my city that obviously I've showed you a couple of pictures, haven't I, of updates and that. Yeah, it's coming um, on well, isn't it? It's, it is. Yeah, it's, it's by far the biggest city I've ever made across, obviously both generations of the game. Um, I'm, a, I think I'm at about 130,000 population now, which is massive. Um, yeah. So yeah, you know, and so I know I'm you enjoying spend... that. Last time I were online, I think you spent four nights, four full nights, organising your traffic and, and, and trying I'm to... I'm still, still battling it. Are you, are you still Is battling it, yeah, that? I've, I've, <laughs> I've took the op option of, obviously, initially I sort of built highways into the city, but I've decided to now, because my city's kind of like almost shaped like Manhattan, so it's like a little island to start with as the mm. main city, um, I've basically built like a ring road that goes all the way around the city with lots of, you know, lots of slip roads on and off. Yes. try and combat the traffic but honestly as you get to this sort of level it's so difficult because every time you put one thing in it builds up traffic somewhere else so yeah it's like it's just a combat of that all the time but on, on isn't the it that, I'm looking forward to oh i think i think yeah i think when you get into it you're going to enjoy it as much as i am it's it is like you say it's it's a good strategy thing to take on you know you're always looking for where can i branch off the traffic to here where can i fix that would a ring like would a roundabout fix that you know all different things that you can do and it's like if i just put a stop sign instead of traffic lights that might speed up the overall you know it's it's good i'm enjoying it but good. uh yeah and obviously on the flip side of that we've been doing some call of duty obviously you've not been about as much this week but we're, no. we're still well into no, that aren't we? enjoying it still enjoying it yeah. I, i'm happy i'm happy on it. it it was a game i was dubious to get in i only got it because obviously we mentioned before the game share um and i didn't know how, how i'd be about it but i am actually really really enjoying it and i think it plays a lot like the original modern warfare where you've got a mixed bag of maps and it, yeah. it depends on the on the people that you're in with and you know some maps are played just pure sniping matches some are run around like a knobhead 
um, and everything in between. So I am actually really, really enjoying Call of Duty again. So yeah, it's been good. Yeah, it's been it's good. good. But I haven't got much gaming in at all. Um, this I was week, just going to so. say. So obviously on the flip on back at yeah. What what's your sort of last couple of weeks been like? So pretty much same as as when we were last on air. Really, um, you know, football manager um, and and Call of Duty. Um, with a bit of Madden thrown in between because obviously we run a franchise uh, on Madden. So, yeah, it's been pretty much the same. I was doing really well with Leeds. I'm in something like my fourth season in Prem, still in Europa League. So, you know, it's just chasing that Premier League title. But like I said, I've, I've not, not been on much. So hopefully, I'm hoping this weekend, I unfortunately probably have to work a full day tomorrow, but I'm hoping after this week, um, I've got quite a few things that go live this weekend um, in my job. So hopefully that'll you know, relieve me of, of quite a few tasks and I can get back to yeah. enjoying a bit of gaming and, and hopefully get back on to, as you said, posting news and, and getting a podcast put together during yeah. the week. But I think, but yeah, um, we'll get there. Yeah, like obviously last weekend I had, I was out for like a works meal and then, oh, I can't, what did I do Sunday? There's some, oh, I was out Sunday doing something as well. So it was like, um, you were that away Saturday right night, off. weren't you? Were it this Saturday night you yeah. were away? Yeah, I yeah. was away Saturday night uh, for like a works meal. We had a sort of, we stopped out and that was good. That was a really sort of good break away from work, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it was it was a busy weekend, which meant for the overall, there was just no gaming last weekend. But um, yeah. this weekend, it's it's a little bit more chilled out, got a bit more time, so I think back on it this weekend hopefully if a few of us can get on modern warfare again and get some squad games going yeah it'll be good it'd be good to have a bit of a chilled weekend and i were helping me brother-in-law and sister move last weekend so that 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 really ate up my weekend it was quite a, yeah. a, a stressful uh carry on actually but we won't go into details on that so obviously because we have not posted news we, we've decided to do an opinion piece and this is something that came to to me so i have I talk about gaming a lot, as I'm sure you do in, in your day-to-day -day life. And I always ask the question, because I'm always interested with, with people who, who are like us, who, who are into gaming. Do you think games are better now or better when we were younger? And, you know, the, the weird thing is so many people default that answer to graphics. And everybody says, yeah, they're better now because of graphics. And that's it. That's end of conversation for a lot of them, for a lot of them. And I think it was a couple of weeks ago, uh, I woke up about 4 a.m., uh, which can often happen with me. And I don't know why, but instantly, as soon as I woke up at 4 a.m., I sat there and I thought, there's a podcast in this. There's an opinion piece in this. Random, I know, to think that at 4 a.m. So then I sat for about yeah. 45 minutes um, on my to-do list, on my sort of app that I use for my to-do list. And I were making bullet points as how we can expand this podcast, so here it is. Hopefully, it won't be disappointing. Hopefully, my four AM revelation, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, will make for a good podcast. But yeah, I don't know why my brain randomly did that at four AM. But here we are. So, my first question, obviously, before I ask the the big bomb question, and we get into, we've asked quite a lot of people, haven't we, over the last few yes. days? Been doing this a bit exact of research. Question and just see what their default answer is. We have told them why. Um, or hi, I haven't anyway for the people I've spoke to. I've not told them why I'm asking the question. But what makes a game great for you, Ash? What is, if it's singular or if it's multiple, what makes a game great um, for you? For me, it's it's a tough one because for the most part, story isn't usually the biggest thing for me. Like Obviously, I do play campaigns and I do enjoy a good story. You know, we play plenty of Assassin's Creed and Halo and things like that. But I think for me, it's got to be one. Yes, I do enjoy a visually impressive game. I've always yeah. been, you know, even when we were back on like the PlayStation One days, when you first sort of played your Spyros and stuff, they were mind blowing back then. You know, when we first moved yeah. over to like the Xbox 360, Call of Duty 4 was like real life back in the day, doing things like all uh, Gillies in the Mist and things like that, you yeah. know, lying in the, in you know, it's the visuals have always played a big part. I think especially in the last decade or pretty much since we've gamed together, really, multiplayer has been my big thing. I've always yes. enjoyed a good multiplayer. But 
then on the flip side, I, I love my simulators. So, you know, if it's a good simulator with a good, you know, the business sense of it and, you know, all the, the finances and monitoring all the different stats and levels and things like that, I like, I like that side of it as well. So I think it's it's got to be visually very, very good. I can't play games, you know, we've, we've had games, haven't we, that have come back to Xbox from, like, the Xbox original days where we've been able to download it and it's like, I just can't get past yeah. the, the, you know, the horrific graphics anymore. I can't get through that anymore. I know a lot of people love that, but for yeah. me, I like yeah. my visuals. I like my multiplayer. I like a good simulator and, you know, yes, a story. If, if you're playing something that's actually story driven, it always helps if, you know, it's a solid story that you can follow along with and get invested in. So if in. I was to say to you, gaming is going to get stripped back back to the car it's going to hit the reset button you only get to keep one thing within gaming what would it be would it be the visuals would it be the multiplayer um probably the multiplayer because it opens up the social aspect you know if yeah yes we would still be in parties on xbox if it was only ever single player going forward but i think multiplayer is that thing that you know, I, I know for a fact I'll probably annoy our group quite regularly with, you know, quite early on in the day sometimes, who's feeling a night of this tonight? Who's feeling a night of that tonight? You know, if... Oh, that can be a 9 a.m., 8.30 a.m. sort of part. Yeah, you know, if, if, especially if there's a new... get. <clears throat> Sorry, I've got a bit of a chesty cough, but... Yeah, if, if we're playing... If there's a game that's new out and we're a bit hyped for it, sometimes it's like, I know tonight's a night where we're all going to be on. Who fancies it? You know, and it's... That that's something I look forward to, and it's something that, like we've said previously, you know, Warzone and stuff got us through uh, the lockdown. You know, the world shut yeah. down, but we still had that. We could come together in this game and play together, and you know. So for me, the multiplayer aspect would definitely be the main element. Um, yeah. You know, I could I could look past visuals to a to a point. Um, and yeah, I think for the most part, obviously, minus probably my simulators, I I could say. Generally, I could give up most single-player games. Yeah, the multiplayer aspect. But See, I'm. What, what would the, you say? Mine is the flip side of that coin, really. Yeah, I thought it because, would be. Because I mean, like I said, ninety percent of the people when I when when this idea first came is they would say yes because of graphics. Now, for me, graphics is not a big thing, and 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 here's the sort of the reasons why. We've played many sort of like you said simulator games or. You know, Age of Empires being the most recent. It's not bad graphics. It's not awful, but they're not great. But yeah, it's a game I still unbelievably enjoy. Go to a game like last year. We spent a lot of time with Medieval Dynasty, the you know yeah. the, 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 where you kind of build like a, a community and a, and a village and put all that together. It wasn't great graphics in some areas. They were quite poor, but still one of my favorite games of that year. So graphics are, you know, they don't even come into play for me. Um, I do think there's an expectation from certain games to achieve certain graphics, um, but it's not for me. Um, obviously, eliminate COVID, because obviously, yes, multiplayer was an absolute godsend during that time, yeah. because like you said, we still had that social aspect when many didn't. But eliminate that, because it's hopefully never going to happen again, or certainly won't for a lot, a lot of years. The multiplayer, when people say that to me, you I, you could still play games with your friends back in the yeah, day. Yeah, just not in yeah, just it not would, in the know, same game. Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't be in your your own houses. You'd have to go around to each other's house and either play split screen or it'd be a game like FIFA that you'd you know it it wouldn't need to be split screen. Um. And I know nowadays, and I'm one of them that that sit there and say oh, I can't play sp- split screen because I can't see enough. But actually, if you tried it for long enough, you would get used to it because you've got to bear in mind back then we were playing on like 18-inch TVs that were square. Nowadays, you're playing on a 65-inch TV, so I'm sure you could yeah. get used to split screen. So, yeah, them elements, for me, it would be the storyline. For me, a good game has got to have a good story. And, and I think that that is why Assassin's Creed is one of my favourite franchises because I absolutely love that they take real-world events, historical events, and weave the creed 
into it. I just, I yeah. just think it's so innovative. I just think it, it, you know, it's so creative, and and I'm big on creativity. And I think, you know, the Assassin's Creed franchise nails creativity in their games. How they weave real life stories and and historical events into um, a video game. So yeah, for me, it would be the story, um, and I couldn't care less about the graphics or the or the multiplayer, because I am happy gaming on my own. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I would also add around in the days where I remember Pong, which were two lines and a dot. That was yeah. a tennis game, I suppose, if you like. So Your Space to, Invaders and stuff. I, yeah, exactly. Space Raiders, I, I, that was one of my favourite games back in the day on Atari. But for me, I think, I think people are wrong when they say games are better today because of the graphics, because that is a product of technology. That's not a product of game developers. That's a product of technology. Technology has come a long way. And to me, that's not innovative anymore. That is something that is possible because of the technology, whereas it wasn't back then. So I think, yeah, I think one of the things, I mean, obviously the question that we sort of posed to the people that we put out to today was, you know, in terms of your opinion, would you say video games and that are better or worse? you know, now than previously, like you've just said. And yeah. I think the thing is, I mean, I've got some great opinions from a couple of people across, you know, I asked in a couple of discords and that. And I think generally the majority of the feedback I've got, obviously I don't know some of the messages you've got, but yeah. the general feedback is, you know, to a point it was worse, you know, it's worse today than it was then because there's a lot more, you know, um, not controversy, but, you know, there's a lot more involved in video games now. You know, back in the day, you got a game, it was a complete game, you finished the game, you know, and it was there wasn't updates, there wasn't DLC, there wasn't, you know, season yeah. passes and everything like that. So, you know, gaming was simpler back then, but I think we, our generation especially we've been very lucky to sort of basically go through the entire evolution of video games, you know, to yeah, a point that, 100%, you know, yeah. you know, people, you know, let's say my son who's seven, who plays video games now, he's used to the ultra realistic games and graphics and that of today, as well as obviously the, the more indie, you know, the more cartoony stuff. But as a whole, he plays something like FIFA and he sees, the lifelike looks of, you know, Haaland or Messi or Ronaldo or whatever. Yeah. And that becomes We've the been default there. expectation. That's yeah, that's what they're they that's what they've grown up. You know, we didn't grow up with even just down to technology as a whole. You know, look at when we were kids, video games were almost non existent besides, you know, your Sega and your Nintendo. So you know, well, if you, I can, if you I can remember us, the world going crazy for the first Grand Theft Auto game that were a top down three D. Yeah, um, you know, job, and we've seen that elevate to you know what we get in GTA Five now, and obviously what is expected to come in GTA Six. So when you see that game alone, the development over the years, but again, for me, that is a product of technology. Yeah, that's and I think that's the thing. I think games. we've 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 been spoiled in that way because the technology has allowed developers to push these games beyond limits that. You know, we we grew up in a thing where for most games they were built on a grid of up, down, left, and right. You know, there wasn't this yeah. 360 fluidity of most games, you know. Even the the old school Lara Crofts and that, you know, the Tomb Raiders and stuff, it was very you could move straight forward, you could move left, you could move right, you could move backward, you know, it's yeah. Everything to do with the, the the limitations of what video games used to deliver compared to nowadays is you know, a hundred times different. And yes, it is down to the technology, but you know, that, like you said, that well, is. Well, look how many games of... we played that were left to right, like Sonic. You started yeah, on left you know, side Mario of screen and you everything, went to right all the screen. Yeah, they, they, all, they yeah. all did the same, didn't they? I mean, that's, that was because at the time, that's what technology could only allow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and that's why I think, in, in, in my opinion, if you go into this piece and, and you really think about it, that's why I eliminate the graphics from it, because technology can allow that. But there's no saying that you can't enjoy a game 
if it doesn't live up to the modern day graphics. And I think that's where my argument comes in that, like, you know, that's why I don't bring graphics into it. Because, yes, games can go to this high level of graphics, but it it doesn't have to have them to enjoy the game. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Now... So, obviously, like, Jack, your brother, this morning I asked him this question. Uh, uh, and he said, I probably enjoyed them more when I was younger, but I am better at them now. So I said, okay, yeah. why did you enjoy them more when you were younger? And he said, probably just because I had more time to get stuck into them. So I says, okay, do you think they make better games now? And he also said, yeah, having plenty of mates around to play on, I think that's the better thing. And yes, because of graphics. That was Jack's yeah. ultimate answer. Like you said, the multiplayer is obviously a big thing for him. It's obviously a big thing for our group. But his bottom line was... I'd say, yeah, because of graphics. Now, so, I've got one um, in the... I'm in the Xbox UK Discord, and I put the question out. I didn't really get much response. However, um, one of the users in there, Altered Scott, um, he said, can I direct message you because I've gone on a bit of a ramble, so I've got a fair response to it. So I'm going to read it out in full. It's a little bit lengthy, but it, he, he makes some great points, and I'll just... Because he took the time, I want to read it out exactly how he said it. Um, so his response was, "It's like we said, we put the question out about was it, you know, a game's better now or then and so on. And he said, it's a double-edged sword. In the olden days, games were purely a sense of entertainment. You brought your game, you went home, you played it, you discovered everything in it. It punished you for when you got things wrong. For example, you have three lives and then you have to start again. And it forced you to master it when you couldn't. You'd go outside. Uh, no. So yeah, it forced you to master it, and when you couldn't do it, you'd turn it off and you'd go out and play with your friends. Those days are over now. Modern gaming doubles up as a social life. You become a part of a community or several communities. Uh, and also, video games are an investment nowadays. There's, they're money black holes where you could be scrutinised for not investing enough and so on. Um, it's hard to say whether it's better or worse with regards to historical gaming to modern. Um We've become a digital society, which is reliant on social media and digital stuff as a whole. Um, modern gaming does address this by offering us the ability to customise our digital selves. Um, yeah, and he just sort of said modern gaming could be classed as better because the modern audience just doesn't see them as only games now, but as an outlet, um, whether it's through streaming, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, and so on, I suppose through content creation that didn't exist back then. Mm -hmm. um, and... Video games generally are now everywhere. The amount of people who used to think gaming was only for nerds, whereas now it's for everybody. Uh, gaming does continue to improve. It evolves. It grows. Um, and he said, within, with, with overall responses, modern gaming is so much better now thanks to the history of the games that, you know, came previously. Yeah. Um, the way, and then yeah. he just sort of, yeah, and he just sort of said, nostalgia is a wonderful thing. It gives us all those warm, fuzzy feelings when we think back to playing Sonic or Desert Strike or things like that. Um, however, games with Call of Duty and things like that that now give you full, infinite relives and spawns and everything uh, doesn't really bring as much of a sense of danger that you did back in the days when you only had three lives and it was game over and so on. Um, you know, I completely agree. Players... I mean, sorry, who was this guy again? What's his it's, name? It's uh, Altered Scott. All Scott, it's incredible, you know, points and and, and yeah, what he took it really. There. I just said, what a fantastic answer, a real mixed bag yeah. overall from everybody. And it is, I mean, great. you know, I, I was talking to one of my friends today, so one of my friends, Duffy, uh, he, he were a big gamer. Me and him were big gamers back in the days, another Final Fantasy fan and things like that. And he went to town with it, so he, he basically replied to my message and he basically said that is a very difficult question so you're probably going to receive voice notes throughout the day um <laughs> in between work that I, I i'll give you my opinions and he he very much said very similar um to what scott said there that you know um gaming back in the day it was better that that was his ultimate point. It was better back in the day, uh, and there was more innovation back in the day. And things like Call of Duty and things like that would not exist today if it weren't for the games like Doom or GoldenEye yeah. and, and stuff like that that paved the way, which I completely agree with. But what he also mentioned, one point that um, 
this is a point that's been niggling me, and I think even me and you might have had a conversation about this um, several times before, but where is the new innovation in gaming anymore? Because there isn't one. Back in the day, it was year after year, there were a new idea, there were a new innovation, there were a new type of game that got brought, you know, to the to the front fold. I'd say the last big one was um, the Battle Royale. Yeah. It's probably one of the biggest changes that the gaming world latched onto, and obviously now every game's got their own version of it. And I'd say the most recent is like the VR, you know, the virtual reality. And, and like with the new MetaQuest 3, it's, you've got the mixed reality where it, you know, puts things in your living room and it stays there, even going out to the park and digging holes in the park with Minecraft and it stays exactly where it is. That, I would say, is a new innovation to gaming going forward. But other than that, you see, for me, the point is that back then it were every couple of years you'd get this new thing. Now it is really really slowed down. It, it could be every 10 years that a new innovation yeah. arrives and I to think gaming. Th this point actually ties in, again, we, we're kind of throwing out opinions of a lot of different people here, but um, one of the people who I asked earlier and he got back to me was Kenneth, who, not, not almost word for word, but he said, um, nowadays gaming is just generally not as good as it was back then. Uh, he said a lot, of, like 80% of games now are these sort of indie games that don't really ever make an impact. Um, and his words were, there are no new games that have well and truly took over. And by that, mean, by that I mean the same games are always up the top. Your Call of Duties, your FIFAs, your Battlefields, your Grand Theft Autos, your Halos, your Pauses. There's not been a big a new, new game, a big new title, some of that has come out and broke into that, you know, yeah. elite series of games. It's the same ones, and the people still play the same games and the same series year after year. Um, and, yeah, he just sort of said, you know... Um, but I do think as well that is down to... I think it's. I think he's got an unbelievably good point. I think it's down to developers just being lazy, some of them. Not all of them. Yeah. Some of them are just like, good... I'm going to make money off that, so we'll we'll do it again. Yeah, we'll if they've got a again. good brand, they'll just continue to But it's also it. down to the gamers because they continue to play it. They might moan about it and they might um, say that they're bored of it and they're fed up of it, but they still continue to buy it. So guess what? Yeah. The, cha the, the change is only going to happen when, you know, it's the community and the gaming community that make that change happen. Yeah, and, 100%. you know, to, to another person. So, you know, my brother-in-law, Garzy, he's part of our group. And I actually had a lengthy chat with him a couple of Sundays ago about this when I first had the idea. Um, and we had a lengthy chat watching NFL one night. And, and I asked him again today just to reiterate his points. And he said 100%. Games were better back when. He said, all my favourite games, all of them, are from 10 years ago plus. He said, I, no modern day game has, has took over some of the games that are my favourites from 10 years ago. He says, obviously, graphics-wise and the way the sound and everything like that is much better, obviously. Uh, it's way improved, but you know, no game touches what he was playing 10 years ago. No, I think I think it's it, as a general thing. I think if you're asking people, like generally all of us are a, of a similar age, you know, we've all got those memories. I mean, I remember when I got my PlayStation One as a kid. Now, Christmas night at my mum and dad's house years ago, they used to be they used to have like I don't know, there's about eight or ten friends come around. They had like a few drinks. They'd have like a card school, so they'd play a few different, you know, Chase the Ace and a few other card games. Well, right up until that, yeah. two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that that was Christmas for me growing up. Mm. And I remember the year that we I got the PlayStation 1 and I got Spyro with it. And I remember Christmas night sitting on one of the old, you know, the big box tellies that you used to have with like the push button uh, yep. control things on the side. And I sat in the dining room, which is where the table was, where they were all playing. But I sat in the corner with my TV and my new PlayStation 1 playing Spyro as however old, I don't know how old it would have been back then, but that is a core memory that's locked in. And it's because, you know, they were the days of video games and that just being simpler, just being easier. And, you know, Sam, uh, one of our regular listeners, he said, when I asked him, he said, basically, 
we used to love like those original games and that back in the day, you know, him with the PlayStation 2 and so on. Sam's a bit younger than us. Yeah. But, um, he said, kids, if you were to sort of present it in that way to kids nowadays, they'd hate it because yes. we, like we said earlier, we have actually grown up with always the best available on the market. You know, we've grown up with when the next year comes and the next, the best console comes out the very best of every video game. We've seen these games evolve from Call of Duty 3 to today. You know, so yeah. if you were to present some of these games to kids now and say, go and play Call of Duty 4, we'd still jump on them and enjoy them, you know, because yeah. we grew up with that. That's what we remember. Whereas kids nowadays are so in with the new stuff. But and when the Modern Warfare play now, was remastered, and Liam joined in with us, which is my son. He's now, he's just turned 18. So I don't know what he'd have been back then, maybe 14, 15, maybe. Yeah. And even he enjoyed that, and he preferred that to the modern-day Call of Duty. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah. Know, the other point think... Sam was making was just, he just said that games lack as much enjoyment nowadays. There's just not as yeah. much content with it. Things like Halo, that launched in a well, way that didn't hook people for long. It's getting better. But, yeah, I, I completely yeah. agree with Sam there because how many games nowadays come out with three three different versions of um, a, a game? So you buy the deluxe edition and it's got, you know, different maps or different skins or different storylines or whatever it is in it. You wouldn't have got that back in the day. So it's essentially what developers are doing now is chopping bits out of a game and charging you extra to put that back in. That's essentially what is happening. Um, with games on release where you get something different for release. Uh, and so I agree with Sam. I, I think it's, you know, back then you got the whole game, you enjoyed it, and it was what it was. You got the whole damn thing. Yeah. And, and you, you know, know what I mean? that is... Even back to, like, even thinking back to, like, when I first got my 360 and I got Viva Piñata, and you look back at that game now and how much you could do... On a complete game, you know, it was a complete game from launch. I got the special edition with the Xbox 360. And, like, you look at games like that that launched. Obviously, I, I can't remember how long the 360 initially launched. But, you know, Rare put out a game then that launched complete with whatever there was, 100 and something pinatas you could capture, you know, or introduce to your garden and everything. And, you know, it was it was a complete game. You didn't yeah. have DLC that there's another 15 pinatas coming in season one and, you know, yeah. we're going to be adding more It's and going more back to what Scott more. said, isn't it? It's a black hole. It's a black yeah, hole. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it? Yeah. One, I mean, p other people didn't really respond as much as an answer, but it caused a bit of a conversation in the group where people were sort of saying, you know, the, the thing of, like, battle passes and that now, there are that many across that many games that if you buy all the battle passes for all the games that you can generally get involved with, you're just never going to complete them all because no. there's too many. No. You know, we've there's not enough time in day, is there, unless you no, don't do anything not at all. for a living. No. You know, we struggle to complete one battle pass. You know, Call of Duty yeah. will probably get the new one, but to get to level 100 requires a lot of work, a lot yeah. of time. A lot of time. So, yeah. You know, to, to do that across that and maybe Fortnite and then maybe Halo and then maybe the next game, you know, it's just not worth the investment. But people do because there's content there. We like, you know, the new weapons, the new skins, the new looks, you know, the new camos and everything that comes with it. So you do get, you know, we've been suckered into it that many times. Yes, there is the perk of... If you complete it to a certain point, you unlock enough coins and that to get the next one free anyway. But again, it comes back to that thing of how often do you actually do that? How and yeah, often do and, we get and to the point? Have you got the time to put that in to yeah, get it free? Exactly. And and like like Dave, Dave were another one I asked, and he he, he were like, personally, I think it's 50-50. The graphics and the sound of modern day games make for a far better gaming experience, but it does come with its disadvantages, such as the size of a game. Um, you know, some yep. being in excess of a hundred gigs. So eventually, if you if you do have a big games library, it's going to force you into buying more hardware to support these games. Um, but some of the old classic games that he loved um, are still his favourites today, like the original Age of Empires and and the Command and Conquers um, and things like that. So it has been a mixed bag. But again, today I found that um, you know the the sort of 
general feel. Um, Tom being one of the last, he said he thinks modern days are better because graphics are better, some storylines are a bit more creative, the power to have big open world games like Elden Ring is brilliant, and the lifelike and the authenticity of games like Madden and FIFA make the career mode and that and the franchise is so much better. Now, my counter-argument to that, again, Tom went down the graphics route. I think you can enjoy a game without, you know, them being unbelievable graphics. And I would disagree with Tom in terms of the storylines. I, th I think there is games out there, there is franchises like Assassin's Creed, I mentioned that I think do really brilliantly creative storylines. But I think storylines were better back in the day, a lot better. Because I think that was back then, it was the only way they could get you to grip to the game and want the next I one. think, yeah, I think that, but I think at the same time, I think we might have said it either in a party or even on a previous podcast where I've said about games as a whole, and it comes down to stories as well, and it comes down to films and TV and cartoons. Most things have been done now. Yes. And I'm not saying that in a way that people will never come up with a new idea because they do. But, you no, know, they should. I mean, that's it's... the thing. That's the battle. Yes, there's a lot being done, but who's got the imagination to do something different? Exactly. Who's got the imagination? The imagination, flip back 20 years ago when video games were still just sort of, you know, evolving. If you released a pirate game, there wasn't many on the market, whereas now you can go and say, well, soon we might have um, Skull and Bones. You've got your Sea of Thieves. You've had your Assassin's Creed Black Flag. You know, there's there's multiple pirate games. You could say Space. You know, and immediately you can run off a list of games, you know, your Starfield, your No Man's Sky, your Star Wars games, you know. So any genre you come out with now is always going to have that comparison, whereas 20, 25 years ago when graphics were yeah, no. finally allowing developers, it's it's a much more um, completely saturated market. That. It is, it is. But, you know, you could still do, you know, pick a genre, pick space. You could do if as long as the characters and the story are gripping somebody, the rest will just pass people by. Yeah, you know it the will, rest will I think pass people by, an, and and I think another. But that goes back for me. That goes back to the point of people don't want to use their imagination. Some developers don't want to use their imagination to make gripping stories, gripping characters, and this that and other because they know they can make money without having to do that. Whereas back in the yeah. day. I think, you know, it was like a movie. You played a game, they had plans that they wanted that game to do well and release number two, so they'd leave the story on a bit of a cliffhanger at the edge. So that number two, when number two comes out, it's going to be like that movie that you want to go to the cinema and, and watch it straight away. You want to get straight yeah, down to that the game original, shop and you want to buy it. because you The want original to Halo trilogy was like that. Yeah. It, it, it always left open the next... You know, the next and that's what I mean. I think games these days miss that. And I think, you know, Tom again picked up on the open, big open worlds are possible. They were possible back then. Final Fantasy VII were four discs. I put 400, 500 hours into that game. So that was a big yeah. open world game. I do agree with him with putting Elden Ring forward. I think that was the closest game that gave me that nostalgia kick. And, and going back to a point that Scott made is that it, you didn't have any idea where you were going. There were no, there was no like markers or or a map to say this is where you need to be next, and that's exactly what I loved about games back then, is that, you know, there was no help. You had to listen to the conversations that you were having with people in cities and things like that to know where you might be going next. And if you got lost, you'd, you'd soon realise I'm not strong enough to be here. I shouldn't be here at all. Yeah. But it was that think, working yeah. it out for yourself. And I think Elden Ring is the closest game to that modern day. Um, and, you know, me and Tom, and I think you joined us for a bit, didn't you, where we were in a place we really, really, really should not have been. Yeah. We certainly weren't strong enough. So I do enjoy that aspect. And I think that modern day, there's more possibilities to do with that, but they just don't do it. I think but for uh, you, yeah, Ash, and I think... Ultimate question... Are modern day games better today for than they are previous? What um, what's your answer? Yes or no? As an overall, I would say probably not as good as I I, I relate or I sort of associate my favourite time with games being that two thousand and seven to two thousand and twelve 
ish. So yeah. the days of when Xbox Live was first introduced, and you know, we've I got to get onto like Halo Two online, and you know, obviously we all met with Modern Warfare the original. Yeah. So then those were the years for me where the introduction of the online aspect and, you know, just that for me, a prime period of video games in, you know, 2007 to 2010, where, you know, we, we had some great games in that, that period. And mm. I think, yeah, yes, there's some great games that do come out now. And there's some games that we're really invested in. And I'd say potentially 2023 has been one of the strongest years in the last 10 you know, yes. it's been a yeah, very, yeah, very strong that. year. Yep. Um, and I think a few people have said that as well. And we've also said how 2024 is shaping up to be another fantastic year. But I think as a general, while I love my games and I'm, I've always loved them and I will always continue to play them. Yeah, I would say probably what what we're looking at now, 15 years ago. That, for me, was my prime. Yes, I do remember the even older video game memories of my initial Game Boy playing Pokemon Red and, you know, my PlayStation yep. 1. The first time I got to play, like, Grand Theft Auto 3 at my mate's house because he had older brothers and, you know, it was it blew our mind that you could run around the streets robbing cars and shooting guns and that, you know. So, yes, I do remember further back than that, but for me, yeah. that's my, that, that that's my prime sure. time. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I you know, I, I agree that around that time, I mean, because I remember the first couple of Halos, I was absolutely hooked on them. I loved them. Yeah. Now, I don't, I just, I'm not bothered about Halo at all. It just doesn't interest me, really. And and that, I think, is a question that always burns in my brain. Why? Why did Halo have me hooked back then, but doesn't anymore? Why? There's something different about it. Because if that game were the same throughout, you know, Age of Empires is one that I played well before Halo, and that had me hooked, and it still does today. So why? Why is it different? Final Fantasy is the same, still hooks me all these years later, 20 years on, more, 25 yeah, years I on. Think... So why? Why does a, you know, why do particular games not do that? So there's clearly, in my opinion, something missing. I think you definitely. I think everybody will evolve as well. You know, your interests in yeah. certain. Yeah, and I think there is certain, certain games, games, like I said earlier, that that, that laid them. You know, the innovation has all been laid out by previous games, and so as if you look at controllers, you look at the modern day controllers today of the Xbox and the PlayStation, and they all came from the SNES. They all came from the Nintendo sixty four. That was the first yeah. one where you had your direction buttons on your left, your action buttons on your right, and your triggers at the top. They're all coming from, you know, a different place and they get reshaped and redesigned and stuff like that. But the innovation were already laid out. And I think that's my another thing of mine is where's the next innovation? Where's the next big thing to come out of gaming? And I think yeah. going to another point with the graphics, I do think there's too many people out there that do concentrate on graphics too much. And I think there is a lot of people expecting somehow this big leap you know, that the, the, there's going to be absolutely groundbreaking graphics, which I don't think you'll ever see again. From sort of the original Xbox to the Xbox 360, that period um, of that graphic change, I don't think you'll ever see again. Because no, I think, I think now technology just... moves too fast now, so it's every six yeah. months there's an update, rather back then you know, it I mean, every five we've years. Been, we've been blown away by like Unreal Engine 5. You know, there's been yeah. some incredible sort of, walkthroughs and tr sample trailers of you know what unreal engine 5 can do so we're always going to be impressed by the next level but like you say that jump from the more 8-bit you know segas and your playstation 1 and all that to the 360 and beyond was like yeah it was a it'll massive jump yeah it'll never happen again i don't think it'll never ever happen no. again because it'll just be in bit by bit it'll just be every year every couple of years There'll be that. So I do think some people's expectations are, you know, a bit out of the water. But what I also think, another point, and I, I mentioned this to you before, I also ask the question nowadays with the modern day gaming, and as you mentioned, I think you said Scott mentioned it, um, about content creating. I think are a lot of people not enjoying games as much because... Now it's all about these speedrunners, isn't it? It's actually got a name. People speedrunning a game and people think, want yeah, to be I mean, the first. Yeah, speedrunners are a thing. Yeah, that's but what I, I think... mean. But I think people are always wanting to be the first to post about it, the first to 
shoot a video about it, the first to do a walkthrough for it. And I just think you're not getting, you know, I mean, we've seen it with Starfield now, people doing it. You're not getting that full, what that full game's got to offer. And then you're going to quickly no. go online and you're going to say, oh, well, I found it quite disappointing. Yeah, because you've not, you've got about 20% out yeah, of you've it not because the you've rushed into it. it. Yeah. So I think are people not enjoying games as much these days because they're not getting the whole package of what that game's got to offer? I wouldn't go into that. I mean, yes, there are speedrunners and people, you know, literally, especially like some big content creators will, that you know, their, their career is to move on to the next big game. So they're going to try and get through things quick. You know, they'll they'll smash a campaign or smash a story in a week if, you know, that's as quick as they can do it. But... I wouldn't say speedrunning and that has affected the game in too much because for the most part, most people don't bother with that. You know, people do enjoy it. People do do it. But, you know, at no point, if I go to Twitch to have a look at a game that I'm looking at buying or, you know, just interested in, if it's one that they're doing it quick or doing it as a speedrun, it's like I'm not watching that because for me, I want to see people sort of properly taking their time with it, getting invested in it. Yeah, and that's I'm not saying do people do, but what I'm getting at is the people that do do that can't be getting the full experience of what no, the game's not got at all. to offer. They no. can't be. They can't be. No. And, and, and that's, you know, again, so, you know, and, and, and the problem with having that community and that online thing is everybody wants to be the first to leak something, don't they, and spoil it for somebody else. Or Yeah, that's another thing with hits, social media. Views. You know, social media has ruined a lot of things in games, movies. We've even said General about the WWE. Yeah. You know, back in the day when a wrestler returned to the WWE, you knew nothing about it till that music played. Yeah, Nowadays, and you were going these, Yeah, you know, these wrestling fan pages and that are posting up, you know, let's say, obviously, at Survivor Series the other night, CM Punk returned. Now... Spoiler for anyone who's not watched it, by the way. But, um, yeah, so obviously for about the last three months, ever since he got sacked from AEW, it's like he's been in discussion with Triple H. He's been in yeah. discussion with the WWE to come back. Now, flashback to 2000, when we used to watch it as kids, if CM Punk was in it them days and he'd vanished for the last 10 years, when that music played, that would be the biggest thing ever. Yeah, you know, it's You'd like jumping, that's, that's an example. Yeah, that's an example of the day of when, like, you know, we'd be watching it and someone like Triple H would return after being injured for a year, and nobody knew nothing about it. And it's the same with movies. It's the same with TV and yeah. video games. It's the same. Social media is one of the worst inventions ever. Yes, it's connected people around the world, but it spreads hate. It spreads toxic attitudes and trolls. It just spreads a lot of bad stuff, and it also undoes a lot of hard work that, you know, filmmakers, developers, all those sort of people, artists, you know, people... Well, I'll, you give, know... You, I'll give you an unbelievable example of how toxic one was. So, I know you're not into it, but Avengers. So, every, yeah. anybody into Marvel and Avengers. Avengers Endgame. So, we was... Well, I weren't there, but a few people, a lot of people that were out and they went mad about it. So, this Avengers Endgame, you could go at midnight yeah. to watch it. And I think it was on a Friday night. It might have been a Thursday. It might have been. A, I'm, I think. I think it might have been Thursday night. And people were in a nightclub called the K Two in Keefley. That's the local nightclub to where I live. And the people were there. They had this phone party going on, or whatever it was that were happening. And they must have got a whiff of some that quite a lot of people had booked to go see Avengers Endgame at midnight. But they'd somebody had already seen it. And they announced over the microphone, they got the DJ to announce the ending and went, there you go, you don't need to leave now. You know the ending. Yeah. And I was just like, you, if I'd have been in there, I'd have dragged that DJ over that box. Because just, I just think, and this yeah, is what I does. said to you, like when you're on about City Skylines, it's kind of like, I am itching to hear about it and I want to know. Uh, and like you've told me a, a, a few tiny things about it, but then I'm like, whoa, 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 that's enough. Because I don't yeah. want to get to the point where I launch City Skylines up next year when it comes out on Xbox. It's like, well, I already know. I already knew that were a new feature. I already knew that that were there. I want to sit yeah. there going, oh, wow, have you seen what the... Look at that. That's cool, isn't it? And then you're like, yeah, 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 it's good that bit, isn't it? That's what I want. I don't want to sit there, launch a game up and go, 
oh yeah, I knew, yeah, there's no new, yeah, I knew about it all. I, I just think you just took half my enjoyment away. The discoveries yeah. half the it gets, enjoyment. It gets, it's, it's happened across, you know, um, big TV series, The Walking Dead. When, when I used to watch it years ago, um, there was a series where I don't know whether it was the mid series or the end of a series where there was a climax at like a hospital, and obviously America got it on the Sunday, we got it on the Monday. So mm. I get up for work, open up my phone on the Monday morning, and on Twitter, The Walking Dead have posted a thing about in memory of Beth, yeah. who was still alive in the episode that we were up to, but tonight we were obviously going to see that she dies. Yeah. And it completely ruined... And, you know, I know with you guys were like the Game of Thrones and that. You know, it was always... I was going to say, well, I to used to stay spoilers. up. Yeah, me and Killjoy used to stay up till two o'clock in the morning um, because Sky did air at the same time that it was aired in America, or it would be 9 p.m. on the Monday. But we yeah, used to. Uh, undoubtedly, spoilers. I stayed up on Sunday night till 2 a.m. to watch Game of Thrones because I'd be frightened to death next morning of going on social media and seeing someone yeah. that, I, that I don't and it want is, to I see. Think... Just generally, the internet and the social media. Yes, the internet has meant we can game with friends across the world. Yes, it means we oh, can connect with them video calls. But points, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of negativity. And in terms of some points of video games, you know, imagine being the likes of I don't know Rockstar, who have spent ten years working on the next Grand Theft Auto for some of their video gameplay to get leaked. Yeah. It's yeah. You know, it, we wanted to so announce that to the world. Yeah, and yeah. it is, and it wouldn't and, be. And for I wanted any to wait to format. see it off Rockstar and how they were going to present it and how they were, yeah. you know, going to bring it across. And it's the same, like using it again as an example that the Game Awards are uh, next week, um, and apparently Microsoft have got quite a few announcements. They reckon there might be a couple of big ones in there as well. Yeah, uh, I've seen but, that. Put money on it that a couple of days before somebody. They'll be leaking something, and and there'll be people out there now crawling files, cra cra crawling through the game files of recent games that have come out, and anything they can find, looking at tweets, looking at people's social media, looking for any type of cryptic clue, so that they can be the first to leak it. And I think that that is the frustrating thing, and that is why I will never follow or watch or anything to do with speedrunners or stuff like that, because like Starfield. As we know, we we haven't picked it up for about four to six weeks now, um, but we will. And I just, again, I just don't want to see anything. I don't want to see the ending. I don't want to see what happens at the end or down that certain storyline or that storyline because I will get back to it and I want it to be a surprise for me, no matter how yeah. far, even if it's two years away that I finish it. You know, and I do, I think that's a really poor thing about gaming and I just think, I don't think people are in are getting the enjoyment that game developers are intending in many games because they're speedrunning it or because they want to be the first to get on Twitch or get a YouTube video up or leak some whatever information, leak the ending. So, yeah, I think it's... So, so. but going back to the main point, you say that, the, you know, your periods, let's call it your middle period of gaming is the best. Yeah. And for me... It's, yeah, it's when I was younger. Games were better back then. I think the storylines were more gripping. I think they were better. They were well made, a lot better made, um, you know, because there the, the weren't any room for mess-ups. I do think, obviously, modern-day graphics are mind-blowing. It is nice putting that game on in it and going, oh, wow. Oh, my God, look at oh, that. Oh, yeah, I mean, the immersive side of games nowadays yeah. is... You know, it sucks you in. I mean, I've always said Tomb Raider. The Tomb Raider trilogy is still to this day one of my favourite trilogies in gaming, the modern day yeah. Tomb Raider, because of the way it sounded um, above all else. But yeah, so I do agree with that. And I love, obviously, I love the multiplayer side of it. It is a, it is a great thing to be able to play all the same games without losing half of your screen or a quarter of your screen. Um, and you can be in your, the comfort of your own home and, 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 and meet people that are across the world or across the country like we have. You know, I mean, we, you know, obviously I would never sort of say multiplayer is not a thing for me. It wouldn't be something that I save if I had to save one thing. Mine would be storylines. But, yeah, I appreciate that the multiplayer because we met through that and, and we met plenty of other decent lads 
through that. But I, for me, definitely gaming, I think in a lot of ways has lost its way, partly down to developers, partly down to the gaming community. But I do think it's lost its way. And I do, uh, it won't mean out to you, but like Thanos in the Avengers, I do think there needs to be that, that, hit that reset button and wipe 50% of it out and hit that reset yeah. button and, and just go back to what, what gaming was all about back in the day and, and just, you know, kind of try and bring that to the modern day games. Um, because yeah. like we've said, you know, the game passes, the, 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 the DLCs, the, the special editions. I mean, I remember back in the day with a special edition where you got it in a, case, a, a right nice case and you got some sort of figurine and that with it and it was something to collect. Nowadays, it's, oh, we'll give you a soundtrack for game. Why? Why can that just not yeah. be uploaded to Spotify and let everybody access that for free? Why do you have to charge an extra 40 quid to get the artwork and the, you know, the soundtrack? It's, yeah, it's not. And I think... Like like Scott said, it's a black hole. Today, gaming is a black hole yeah. of just spend. I just spend, want to, spend. before we wrap it up, I just want to give a couple more shout-outs to a couple of other comments that we got. This was through, I asked in the Call of Duty Discord, which I thought that'll get, I'll never get seen, but I did by a couple of people who were there at the time. Um, Tails222 said, uh, games are worse now. Only uh, game developers only care about microtransactions and money. Call of Duty is a great example of that. Um, Mustard was another one who said games are worse nowadays. Back then, games were complete at launch. Uh, mm. They weren't as rushed and as buggy as they are nowadays, uh, and companies have definitely become greedier. Uh, it was a simpler time back then with split-screen gaming with friends, uh, the ability to play online for free on the PlayStation 3 back in the day. Uh, games weren't just remakes of the same games back then either, um, and it was just simple. The, the innovation point. Yeah, and it was just, you know, simple hours of fun with friends. And he did make a good point that it, you know it's bad when remakes of games are being nominated for Game of the Year, which is a yeah. very good point, I think. I agree. And, and and you know, Killjoy, one of our friends, I also asked him, and he were like, it's a, it is a hard question. I think it's the same, really. Each year there are two or three games that are amazing, and then thousands of games nobody gives a second thought about. Um, and he said... Overall, yes, because of the technology, so i.e. graphics and things like that. Um, so, yeah, it is a common theme, and, and this, this, this is my worry. This is my worry that, and it always has been, people default to graphics immediately and say, yeah, it's better because of the graphics, but that's not, for me, what a game's about. A game, a video game, should be much more than that. It should be the entertainment value that you get out of it. It should be the storyline that you get out of it or hooked to. or the, the Why is playability not the biggest thing? You know, why is playability of a game not the forefront of everybody's mind? Why is it graphics? And that's what worries me, and I think that's why developers will continue to develop games that are unfinished, develop games that are remakes, because they know that the gaming community, the 90%, maybe a little bit less, are all about graphics. So if we can re remake this game and give it better graphics, everybody's going to love it. But I think, yeah. Why think, is innovation and playability not the forefront? I think innovation definitely comes into it, but I think that there is that there is that thing, and I think we're all guilty of it. It's not, it's not really a guilty thing. It's, it's clearly what, you know, obviously games are meant to be doing with the imp improvements of technology, but... It's for me one of one of my absolute favourite things with video games, and you know I've, I've felt it to a point in Starfield, and I've felt it to a point in other games, your Halos and stuff, and other games like that. I love when a game is so immersive that you feel you actually get the the emotion and the you know the goosebumps and the, the feel yeah. of yeah an epic moment. You know the the graphics, the sound, the the impact of whatever it is in the story that you're watching, you know, and it was, it's even as simple as remember when we were playing Exo Primal a few months back mm. and when we got to like some of them sort of like the, the big, I can't remember what they were called now, like the, the boss battle things. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we got into a couple where that, the, the, the guy come up and stuff and it was like suddenly this massive orb appears and all these thousands of dinosaurs are jumping out of it and they're, they're crawling down the walls and, 
running at us and we were like oh my god just that immersiveness of the impact of how big that thing was whatever it is whether it's a halo game whether it's even like a big moment in a call of duty game or something you know if if, if it yeah. can capture you with the story the graphics the sound the full impact if it just combines everything into one that can just immerse you into that game and you feel you know the emotion whether it's excitement whether it's sadness whether it's fear yeah if they can I, I, capture I, I that i completely agree that's that's the biggest thing for me i mean that is what final fine final fantasy 7 gave to me in abundance so did final fantasy 10 so did final fantasy 13 and it continues so did you know like like i said assassin's creed the way they weave it into real life historical events i find fascinating um, yeah. the, the Tomb Raider trilogy, because I spent my childhood growing up playing Tomb Raider. I loved Tomb Raider growing up, but it was Tomb Raider. This, the trilogy, was not Tomb Raider. It was Lara Croft, and it's how she became Tomb Raider. And I just think, again, it immersed me so much. Like you said, the graphics, the, the way it sounded when you're in the middle of a jungle and stuff like that, it sounded incredible. And it did, it got you immersed. You felt like you were a part of that. You were in that jungle. Yeah. But then to learn, that, I think that is what captured me more was the story, to learn why she became Tomb Raider. We all knew the story, but it were very, you know, little pickets that you got through the old games. But this was the full-on story of why she... And, and there were times in that where I had a tear in my eye due to, you know, obviously it being her dad and things like that. And I just... It, it did, like you said, I got emotional over that game. And I've had many people laugh and ask the question, how... I'm like, well, have you ever cried at a movie? It's the same goddamn thing, except yeah. your game, You're your movie, lives. The, the, yeah. the, you've done an hour and a half or two hours in that movie and you've already got attached to them characters in that hour and a half and it's made you cry. This is 40, 50, 60, sometimes a couple of hundred hours that we've got to know these characters and we've got immersed in their storyline and their lives, and we're, and we're actually playing that character. You become that person. So why not? You know, we're doing it yeah. over a longer 100%. period of time than yeah. your movies. So, yeah, I agree. It has it has got that element of everything wrapped into one, the sound, the graphics, the story. But for me, if 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 I had to pick one thing out and say that is what would achieve me getting emotionally attached and being immersed in the game, it would be the story. Yeah, it, you know, I, I can agree line. to a point of that. Yeah, because I do. You know, you won't watch a movie multiplayer that, moments. Storyline was shit, would you? No, you know, multiplayer moments. You you have those moments that you remember with your friends when you, you know, you pulled off that great goal or that great kill or whatever. Yeah, of course. But I mean, look at the Battlefield guy. Mind. It was it was the latest trailer. He did that in a game, yeah. and it became the sort of trailer for the new game didn't it so obviously he's got yeah you've got he's got unbelievable moments out of that and yeah. we've had many haven't we many unbelievable yeah moments. lots and lots over the years but yeah you definitely when it comes to stories some of the moments that you remember from playing campaign stories and that stick with you forever as well because of that emotion and that attachment that moment of being you know in the moment with the game and the characters yeah. and that so yeah, it's, it's a mixed one, I think, as an overall. There's, it there's is. Parts of the, it is. That I enjoy all now. I want is I just want to get people thinking with this. I just want to get them, um, you know, actually, yeah, these guys have made some good points. Why is it always about graphics or why is it always about this? And, and you know, and I just want people to think what makes a game great for them. So for the, all yeah. the listeners out there, you know, I just want this to trigger that thought process. What is it? What is it about video gaming? I completely agree with what Scott said as well earlier on that, in today's day and age where life can be so difficult that it is an escape. And it really is an escape. For, so it has been oh, for us, hasn't it, over yeah. the years. Like, I can come online and I can spend time with you and if I'm having a bit of a dark time or, you know, I'm feeling a bit stressed or even exhausted like I have been this week, you know, I messaged you at, like, 10 o'clock the other night, didn't I, saying, you know, I just feel absolutely exhausted. And it was just that offload. Ash will be there. Ash will, yeah, I can message Ash, and it does have that element, and I and I love that about gaming. Um, you know, so there is many advantages to today's gaming, and all I want is to try and trigger a thought process for listeners, for developers, for everybody to just look and go, what is it? What is it that makes a game beautiful? That makes it immersive? That is going to capture the world, and you know. 
and I don't think graphics is a part of it. Combined with other stuff, it can be quite important, but I can enjoy a good game and a, without graphics. I can enjoy a great storyline yeah. without the graphics being there. So I hope the piece has been worth listening to. I'd, I'd love feedback off people. I do hope it's been worth a listen. Um, yeah, I think but, we got enough reaction, definitely. Yeah, we did, yeah. And like you said, you know, the fact that you got a completely random guy that doesn't listen to us to give the answer he gave within Scott, that's brilliant. Um, and it's it, like you said, it, it clearly started chats in, in various groups, didn't it? So hopefully yeah. it's been a good listen at uh, my 4 a.m. revolution. Um, but uh, but we've got more coming up, haven't we? We've got more before the end of the year. Yeah, we've we've got a couple of ideas for things. We've got a couple uh, of ideas. Sam, one of our listeners, obviously our regular listener, Sam, he sent me a message a couple of, uh, I think it was earlier this week or last week and sort of said, I've got an idea for one in the lead-up to Christmas, which we will be recording at some point over the next couple of weeks. Um, hopefully, we can't promise anything, but we're hoping that we can get a bit more back up to speed with news. Uh, it is obviously a busy period. We'll hopefully keep on top of it. But, um, yeah, you know, we've we've there's a lot still and to And we're going to do our end-of-year roundup where we discuss what yes. we enjoyed playing this year, what we think were our game of the year, you know, what we're most looking forward to the year coming up. So we're going to do all that, aren't we? We're going to do the, the, yeah. the end of year roundup as well as a couple more. Um, but anything we've discussed today, if you've got comments on it, I know some of you have already shared your thoughts and comments, but anything that sticks out, get in touch. Let us know what you think because um, we're always interested to know. We're always yeah, definitely. looking for... Uh, and I'm hoping... Uh, I did send it to you earlier. I don't know whether you saw it, but uh, we have got the dates now for the next Insomnia in March. Yes, I did see it. Sorry, I didn't reply so, again. It's just been a mad day, yeah. mad day. But I'm hoping that we might, because obviously it didn't quite go to plan in September. No. But um, I'm hoping that at some point, ideally the one in March, we might get the opportunity to uh, head on over and do a bit of a vlog, because we enjoyed the first one. We did, we vlogged, yeah. So. And I'm, I'm definitely up for it. I'm definitely up for it. Yeah, so yeah, um, there's plenty to look forward to into the new year. We've still got plenty to do for the rest of this year. But um, yeah, if you didn't get involved in this episode with regards to comments or so on, but you are listening, uh, obviously head over to our social media channels and uh, yeah, give us a shout out. Let us know what you think. Do you agree with certain points? Is there things that you change with regards to your, like, our opinions? But uh, yeah, let us know. And if you've yeah. got any other if ideas you disagree. for a big topic... Let us yeah, know. 100%. If you disagree with us, let us know. Um, but yeah. but, but the, the, the census for us is games were better back when. Yeah, to a point, yes. Yeah. I think there's points I like now, but the best memories for me were sort of my teenage years, definitely. Yeah, yeah. same here. Same here. So thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, and we will see you next week. We will be back. Maybe two we episodes will. next week. Um, but we will be back. Um, so thank you yeah. very much. Yeah, thank you for listening. Have a great weekend and we will see you on the next episode.